Animal Focus. Hello there to you. Troy Stockton aboard. Yeah, here we go with another edition of the Rural Focus podcast. Lovely to be having your company today. Uh, very soon, we're going to catch up with, uh, from the National Party here in WA, the member for Roe, Peter Rundle. The state of WA roads, are they just seeming to get worse and worse? Of course, we've got more trucks on the road. Harvest time is here. More people using roads. Can they just get it fixed once? And what happens after that? But anyway, we'll find out more when we do catch up with Pete very soon this morning. But right now, let's uh, chew the fat with Stu McKenzie. And uh, Stu, hello there to you. And uh, well, it looks like we have some bickering between the industries. Oh, look, ladies and gents, there's enough room in the playground for all of us. So look, we've got the big boys trashing the big boys. You've got the little, the little players trashing the little players. There is no space in our industry for our own to be attacking our own, whether you're in merchandise, fertiliser, machinery, supply chain or finance. There is no need for this negative behaviour that's going around and, you know, trashing each other's services. What does it get you? At the end of the day, we are here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to serve our growers. And ladies and gents, regardless of what you think and feel, you are in a retail industry. You're in a sales-based retail industry. And it doesn't matter whether you're an agro, whether you're a machinery guy or girl for that matter. It doesn't matter which part of the industry you sit in. There is no space whatsoever for our industry to be trashing its own. And for going, people going around saying such and such should stay in grain and get out of furt and these guys should stop, you know, the, the, the liquid fertiliser space is a waste of time and, you know, try selling them to stake oil. And, you know, this is not just the boutique the boutique area. Mm. This is the big players mm. trashing big players who are certified agents and partners for some of these smaller suppliers, and yet their agros, because they don't understand what's going on and they don't understand the process, they're trashing themselves. So all it's doing is giving our industry a bad name, which has already got, ladies and gents, a bad name. And the same within the same within the machinery space. Doesn't matter what colour you prefer or what you are recommending, whether it be John Deere, New Holland, Case, Class, it does not matter. Every product has its merit, and every pro- not every product is going to benefit one grower's program. So get over yourselves and let's just concentrate on doing what we do and that is to serve our growers to give them the best outcomes because at the end of the day, ladies and gents, our growers and our landholders are the, are the one person who can say, get off my farm, you're not welcome down my driveway. So enough is enough, ladies and gents. Let's just play nicely in the sandpit. The kids don't like it when mum and dad are fighting. So let's just all play nice and we'll all get along. Can only hope, mate, uh, and that's what uh, we need to do. Mate, a uh, bit of a wait for phos- phosphate? Yeah. Look, Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, look, it's, it's anything between 12 and 18 weeks on the water. So for companies who are ordering today, we're not likely to see something for up to 18 weeks, and that's because most things coming out of China mm. and, you know, China, Korea and the UE, UEA, or UAE, sorry, have got 14 to 21 day quarantine period before it can leave port or it's got to sit in port for that 14 to 21 days before it can be unloaded. So when you've got another two to three weeks on top of your journey and not not, not to mention lead time, the manufacturing time, yeah, you can be up to 18 weeks. So although we've got industry and, and parts of the industry saying, no, nah, look, phosphate prices are going to come down. Mm. Um, there's going to be plenty of supply. So don't worry locking anything in this, this side of Christmas. There is a portion of the market going, look, let's be prepared. You know, seeding 2024 starts after seeding 2023. <laughs> Harvest 2023 
starts after harvest 2022 <laughs> in preparation. So there is lead times on all products at the moment. Raw materials across the market, mm. and this is not just in the fertiliser space, this is in the machinery space, this is in the supply chain space. It doesn't matter whether you, you grow it, you spray it, or you cart it, or you harvest it, and any contract position in between, there is a lead time on every single aspect of our, of our supply chain. You have to be prepared, if you don't order early, and secure product, and look, most companies nowadays will give you a price guarantee. So if that price goes up, you won't have to pay unless it's a clause in their contract. So speak to your supplier in very broad terms and ask about price security. If we order today mm. and that price goes up 25 bucks a tonne or yep. 30 bucks a tonne, yep. what's the go? Because, yes, phosphates are coming down at the moment, but guaranteed and it happens every single year. And the same conversations happen every year. At the time when we need to place the order, when we need to start getting product in bunkers, that price goes up and then we're stuffed. And some people, or we, we all know, all the big suppliers will supply their, their top 10 customers and then everyone else filters down below that. No different to the, the, the liquid nitrogen story. The big guys will get all their tanks filled, suppliers supply will in, invariably run out, then they sell it back to the main supplier, make some money out of themselves. We need to be patient, ladies and gents. It's not a game that we need to rush. Farming is not a three-month expedition. It's a nine- to ten-month expedition, let's be honest. So if you're in the position to order now, do so. Talk to your supplier about deposits and, 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 and finance options whether you have to pay 25% now or whether it's 100% up front or whether everything is being put to terms. Just make sure that we are in a position that we can, you know, be sustainable moving forward because, yep, yep. you know, supply chain is a massive issue and it can take up to 18 weeks to get here. So ordering now is late April, May. Let's just keep that in consideration. Keeping on the same tack, and I did see this on social media uh, over the weekend, mate, of course, due to those horrific bushfires that ran through Wickipan and Corrigan and some parts of Narrigan earlier on this year. Could using a fire retardant on your crop, could that be a cheaper fertiliser alternative? Look, well, I did see I did see part of this, mm. and look, part of me goes yes, because it's a phosphate. Mm. It, a, it does have a phosphorus component, so that that is part of it. And it's also a polymer. And 95% of our, our either blended fertilisers or compounds have, a, have some sort of polymer on them to stop mm. it breaking down. So short answer is probably. Long answer is I think we need to do a bit more homework on this. And, and look, I, I drove through some of the fire ground at Yilamining with um, Braddon and Rob Lang last week. And I'll tell you what, those scars are going to be around for years. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. And I only saw the, the, the edge of it. Obviously, yep. once it got out to Corridon, she'd built up a fair bit of, um, a fair bit of space. Uh, and a fair bit of heat and intensity. But look, what I saw last week was nothing short of of, um, of terrifying. And not to mention, it takes two years for that for that soil to start to even get close to recovering. Yes, you get a you get a K release, a potassium release, but mm. that's about it. The hotter the fire, the more potassium it will release, and it will start to break down some of the polymers that are stopping, you know, that are that are, um, are inhibiting uh, non-wetting soils. But that's about the only benefit. So the topsoil erosion, fencing. Machinery, mm. uh, natural bush, natural bushland. Yes, it, it, it all plays a massive part. Can retardant be used? I'm going to say probably. I'd like to see a little bit more homework done on it first before we get too many guys going in and uh, ordering fire retardant uh, <laughs> in lieu of 
A level of phosphate. Not to mention, the more fire retardant you, you use on your farm, uh, the less is going to be available when it's actually needed. So watch this space, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe a, a trial for GRDC or maybe for DPIRB or something. I'm not too sure. But uh, anyway, no, just saw that across the weekend, mate. I thought I'd put it to you because I thought you, you might uh, might have heard around the traps. Uh, how are things, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Look, right. we're in a we're in a pretty 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 stable yeah. position yeah. moving forward, so it's it's good. We've got a um, a good solid client base. Yeah, look, all in all, um, I think the biggest thing we need to we need to start really considering at the moment is is labour coming in coming yeah. into the start of uh, what's going to be a very busy horticulture viticulture season. Yeah, uh, it's already kicked off over east, and they were they are they are already noticing some massive shortages in labour. So that's that's part of that whole situation, and obviously the new industrial relations reforms that are coming through um, from Canberra at the moment, not entirely sure how much of a benefit it's going to be across all market space and all wage earners. Typically, we see Labor governments come in and you get a lot more industrial action, which we've already seen. And, you know, they, they tend to tend to look after their own first rather than look after the broader population. So um, let's just watch this space over the next kind of three to six months on that one. But certainly labour labor issues, road safety is another one, and mental health coming into the back half of the year. So please, ladies and gents, just look after yourself. Have a great week, mate. We'll uh, chat to you again next Monday. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, listeners. Have a great one. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Time right now on a Monday to catch you in with Nutrient Livestock's very own Harry Carroll. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Troy. Good morning to all our listeners. How'd we go at Mount Barker last Thursday? All right, Troy, 1,480 cattle uh, yarded last Thursday, 840 of those were put together by our team. Trade cattle were in good quality, uh, particularly yearling heifers is a very good run of those that, that were presented last Thursday. New season weaner steers, these were in large numbers um, and really great quality and weight throughout. The, the calves this year are presenting in, in great order, heavier in weight and um, and just perfect. Cows are in good numbers and, uh, and, uh, and quality also, a bit better yarding of those this week saw a good yarding there. Now most categories throughout pretty much eased in value as they have done throughout <coughs> most selling centres over the past week or so. But heavy beef steers sold to the trade at 3.32 to a top of 3.76 cents a kilo. The yielding steers over 400 kilos, these sold to feeders at 3.46 to 4.60 and would have averaged 4.20 for the day there. Uh, now heavy weaner steers over 4.20 kilos and there's a few of these uh, on offer last week. These sold at 400 to a top of 4.88 cents a kilo would have averaged 4.70. The 380 to 420 weaner steers, 450 to 530 widespread, but they would have averaged 500 cents across the board. 330 to 380 kilo weaners, uh, these sold from 480 to 578 cents a kilo, both the feeders, feeders, graziers, and there was a live export order operating in that weight category uh, last Thursday. Uh, lightweight steers sold uh, at rates of 530 to 618 cents a kilo, and the graziers pretty much took care of most of those. The heavy boating room heifers, these sold to the top of 362 cents a kilo, odd sales of those, but they're pretty tidy heifers. The lighter yielding heifers, uh, 400, or 400 kilos plus, these were selling to feeders and a good quality offering of those, as I mentioned earlier. 420 to 448 cents a kilo for the better types, but the plainy yielding heifers under 400 kilos, these are easier at 320 to 380 cents a kilo live weight. Now, weaner heifers uh, were in small numbers. Uh, those above 330 kilos sold at 420 to 500 cents a kilo, those under 330 kilos live weight, 400 to 468 cents a kilo, and the graziers operated on most of those. 
Now, heavy prime cows, these made from 210 to 260. Medium cows, 200 to 272, would have averaged 220. So that puts that into a bit of perspective. And heavy prime bulls sold from 198 to the top of 224 cents a kilo. So that wrapped up last Thursday, Troy. And going forward this week, mate, the start of your two-day sale. Two-day sale start this week. So right. Thursday, day sale will commence at 11 o'clock and uh, we'll take receivables on Wednesday up until 6 and then our final receivables on Thursday morning will be at 8 o'clock so we won't be taking many on a Thursday morning and uh, and the sale commences at 11 as I mentioned and then on Friday we'll start our trade sale at 9am. Alright, if people are wanting to know more about the two-day sale, mate, get in contact with you today. Absolutely, please speak to someone within the green team make sure you have your cattle nominated tell us what they are what their breakup is makes our life and your life a whole lot easier and it most certainly does anything else for you today mate just have a great week all right have a great week enjoy your two-day sale mate we'll find out and see how it goes next week look forward to it thanks troy the following interview on the rural focus podcast is a paid interview a reminder this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available it is troy with rural focus always nice to catch in with the member for row from the national party here in wa Peter Rundle, good morning. Good morning, Troy. Great to be with you. Now, I know that you uh, have asked in in Parliament uh, for the WA State Government to take responsibility for the failings of WA's education system. What's the latest that you've got on this for us, mate? Well, uh, I have said that the uh, Education Minister is in the departure lounge. She said <laughs> that um, she won't be, uh, won't be going again after the next election. So I think we need to have a good rethink about regional education especially. Um, I do welcome the package that uh, has been put out to pay mm. teachers more to go out into those regional and remote areas. But a couple of questions with that, Troy. Housing to go with it. Mm. And also, what about those teachers that have already been out there for a few years? Are they going to be compensated? Do you see that there will be a change uh, to the state government with uh, McGowan's ministers? Uh, I know that, well we, well, we all know that Alana McTiernan is moving on in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, has there been any talk of who could take over as the new WA Agriculture Minister? Well, there's been plenty of talk, Troy, but I can't really confirm anything. But I, I think um, Jackie Jarvis um, from the Upper House is a, a front runner um, with some experience in the Agriculture Department. Another thing that might happen is the uh, Regional Development and Agriculture portfolios are split and someone like Don, Don Punch from Bunbury who's got some regional development experience could take that but there is certainly talk that there will be a, a few substantial yeah. reshuffle and some changes Troy. Going to be very interesting now I, I know you, that you're into your last week in parliament mate uh, and I know sometime this week you'll bring up about the uh, the animal trespass that's right. Yep. The Animal Welfare and Trespass Bill. Um, well, it's, it's coming in again after um, mm. about a two-year break. Uh, it didn't get through in the last parliament. Um, we certainly support the trespass uh, part of the bill, uh, as always. Uh, we don't want people trespassing on others' land. But it's quite bizarre that the Animal Welfare Bill, which is a totally separate subject, has been brought in with this. And uh, we've certainly got a lot of questions to ask. I tried to split the bill last time it came in, lost on the numbers. Um, we'll be certainly making our points again, Troy. Okay. Look forward to uh, hearing that on the news. WA roads, mate. Uh, WA roads just getting worse and worse? Well, I've got to say, I'm really concerned. Yeah. Uh, just driving up the Albany Highway, uh, you know, just about every week or weekend, mm-hmm. the amount of work, and I asked the, the minister the, these questions in estimates, um, has she driven up the Albany Highway between, say, Bannister and Armadale? Because we've now got jobs that were done uh, six, 12 months ago being patched up for, you know, the second and third time. Mm. 
And we've also got signs on the side of the road when there's no work being done. People don't know whether they're going 60, 80 or 110. So it's, it's just not a um, good arrangement at the moment, Troy, and we need some better action on that as far as I'm concerned. Being a farmer, mate, you'd be happy that we've got some nice weather and harvest is well and truly now started? Well and truly, Troy. It's mm-hmm. been a real uh, test of patience, I think you could say, for everyone from uh, Geraldton right through yeah. to Esperance. I know, uh, you know, looking at some... Some pictures there of uh, down in Esperance, people getting their um, chaser bins uh, bogged or the wheels making mm, marks about yeah. a foot deep. So um, it's great for everyone to be back out there and hearing some really good canola yields as well, Troy. What are your thoughts on the uh, the rebate for the WA potash projects? Uh, look, certainly the potash projects. Mm. Uh, we had a meeting with uh, the potash producers, okay. if you like, yep. a few uh, months ago. Okay. They were um, trying to plead their case and not getting a lot of joy with the Minister. Um, we ran a few motions in Parliament about this and I, I think it is a good thing because um, as we know, minerals with the situation in Ukraine, fertiliser going up um, and potash being a really important one in Western Australia, mm. uh, I think it's a good move. We did mention uh, earlier on in this uh, chat about uh, the Labor Party maybe making some changes. Uh, well, it looks like the team there at the National Party uh, got yourself a new state director. We have. We yeah. have Douglas Rogers, uh, who's a, a great guy, very experienced from uh, sort of the Queensland, New South Wales uh, direction, but um, he's um, good quality. He understands how parties work and uh, also good to see on the weekend that the uh, Nationals did very well in Victoria as well, picking up another three members on top of what they already had, Troy. Now, uh, so when does Parliament wrap up, mate? What do you got, Thursday? We've got Thursday, uh, yeah, yeah, this week, Thursday Thursday afternoon is the um, last day, so uh, then we'll be firing up again in uh, February. Yeah, then you'll be uh, out and about across the regions, I'm guessing, mate. That's it, that's it. We've got uh, any number of things from the Manjum Up Cherry Festival uh, the Wage and Trotting Club 100th anniversary, which is a great milestone. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, all of the school awards that I go to, Troy. So I've got around about 14 or 15 lined up this year. And I'm um, looking forward to it, actually. All right. And then uh, back on the farm for a little bit, mate. Will you help out with uh, with harvest on the farm? Yeah, look, certainly. <laughs> it's um, it's nice just to, to get back to the farm and yep. see how everything's going. Um, as I said, around the, certainly around the Catanning area, we've been relatively lucky with the weather. Not yep. too many hailstorms and so on that some of our other friends have had. So looking forward just to seeing how it comes in, for sure. Mate, now you've got to get back into Parliament. Uh, good luck with that uh, animal trespass. Pass. I'm sure that we'll hear about that uh, in the news throughout the week and uh, enjoy the last week of Parliament, mate. Thanks very much, Troy, and uh, good luck for uh, Harvest to all of your listeners and to all of our other businesses right throughout the uh, Wheat Belt and Great Southern. Yes, there he is, the member for Rowe and also a local farmer from the Catanian area through the southern part of regional WA, the one, the only, Mr Peter Rundle here on the podcast today, speaking, of course, about plenty of things, but Getting a lot of feedback about WA roads just seem to be getting worse and worse. And let's get it right the first time and hopefully everything will be A-OK. Hey, don't forget, just before I do go on this podcast today, here in WA, we are after your harvest picks. To know more, just head along to the website there today, triplem.com.au and uh, post your picks up. Have seen some wonderful harvest picks around regional WA. So, uh, yeah, there's a great prize up for grabs too with thanks to the Honda shop here in WA. So post up your harvest picks up at the website.
triplem.com.au. I've been Troy Stockton, and I do look forward to bringing you another rule-focused podcast here on the Listener Wrap again very soon.